Hey everybody, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and hanging out with us for this episode are Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Becky. And also Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hi, Becky. So I was listening to a podcast the other day, and the host, the main host, had all these like quirky ways to introduce people, like, you know, are you know on staff curmudgeon toby oh. and i was like hmm i'm gonna need to come up with some new descriptors for you guys like i like it our dark i'm a little nervous and super naughty <laughs> contributor heather the I'm dirtiest down. of birds <laughs> and the voice of reason jenny <laughs> seems about right mm-hmm. Jenny is like the most calm and mellow of all of us. She's like, yeah, okay. Like mm-hmm. she's the good, she's the getaway driver in our madness. Yeah, that, yeah, because I've been told that a many many times actually. That you're the good Not getaway. Sure that's- you're the getaway driver. <laughs> yes, we're the um, ones. Hmm. Wonder what that says about you, Jenny. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so something new that we've started here on Buzzing About Romance is our romance term of the week. And this week, in prep of what we're going to talk about on this episode, we are. I recently just had this term kind of show up in a book that I read back in, like, I think January. Um, the author said to me that she felt her book was CNC consensual non-consent i had not heard this before because to me it's consent there's dubious consent and then Mm -hmm. there's obviously no consent right so had either of you heard cnc before no no okay so consensual non-consent is a mix of role playing and an extreme power exchange in which one person is not able to make clear consent in the moment, but does overall in the dynamic of the relationship give consent. So like in like a BDSM relationship where they're in a scene and like they've given consent, they've talked about their limits and they have a safe word kind of thing. Yes. But also I guess, wouldn't you see maybe that in some of these mafia romances that we might term dubious consent that it would really be consensual non-consent because like, so I'm thinking of a book um, like, okay. So that Alexius trilogy that we all read um, well, not all of us, but Lindsay and I and Tierra read <laughs> that I rage read because it was stupid bonkers. <clears throat> in that in that book, he goes to her and says, "You know, you're down on your luck. I know that you're not surviving this moment. You're poor. You have no money. You're barely hanging on. Come be my wife." And of her own free will, she enters into the home, and the marriage. Mm -hmm. But then he does other bonkers things. And, like, she's in the bathtub in one scene, masturbating to what she saw as she watched his brother have sex with someone else. And he comes in and just watches her, doesn't ask permission to watch her, just watches her, and then he starts masturbating with her. That was not consensual masturbation. There was never a question of, is it okay if I watch you? 
is it okay if I do this? Yeah, I, I mean. There's also the scene on the patio with them where he starts, you know, finger banging her on the patio and exposes her to his brother as he watches. <laughs> and he doesn't say, hey, is this okay? She's He's like, he, you watched him do it, so now he's going to watch us do it. And can she say no at any time? That's the question. I think she could. She could walk away from the relationship. But the fact that she walked into the relationship, I would say that that was the consent for the overall shenanigans that happened in these three books. And then the like non-consent part is like she hasn't verbally consented said, to that action. Like, right. But she's not also like not saying it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm, interesting. So I guess I don't know. Thoughts? Anybody have any thoughts? I learned something new, right? I'm real old. I, I don't. <laughs> um, and that book is the Alexis trilogy by Bella J. Book four in that series comes out next month. Okay, it's bonkers. and you rage read it. <laughs> I rage read it. I didn't know it was a duet. Oh, or no, I'm sorry, it's a trilogy. I read book one in prep for this actual episode uh-huh. and got to the end. And I'm like, it's a fucking cliffhanger. What the I hell? <laughs> so then I had to know what happened. And book two, right. they go to Italy on their honeymoon and to a sex club in a mafia board meeting. And then in book three, well, in book two, two, she has sex or she gives a blowjob and has anal sex with one of his brothers, but she doesn't know which brother it is. What? He has, four, how many brothers he has does he have? four brothers. Four brothers. Oh, okay. But only one does she have late relations with. I feel like that's a lot. I do have a lot I want to say about mafia too when we get to it, by the way. Okay. I have a lot of feelings. She has big feelings. That book is bonkers. It was sexy. It was delightful. As Lindsay said, it was kind of a train wreck you couldn't look away from. And you had to keep reading it. And now we're desperate for book four because it was so well set up in the first three books that we, like, need this next character's book. Anyway. So it's different characters, though? No. Book one through three is the same couple. And book four starts a new brother. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Guys, I'm telling you. It's, it was, it's on my Kindle. I just have not got It's bonkers. And it would say, I would say it was consensual non-consent. All right. Okay. So if you haven't guessed, on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, Heather, Jenny, and I are going to talk mafia romances. Now, those of you that have been following along on the podcast, I'm aware that I have entered my dark era. At the releasing of this episode, it is, or actually, I guess the recording of this episode, I am closing the door for a minute on my dark era because I now have to read Cowboys. Even a crack, though. But this has been the most joy (laughs) for the last three months. I would agree. Like... So much dirtiness and sexiness. Um, the pr- I 
thoroughly enjoyed prepping for this episode. So how I prep for it is I like try to find new to me authors. So, and then I dig through my Goodreads to see how many I've actually read. So I came up with like 37 books or series of Mafia that I have read. And then I created a TBR list and I finally just stopped at 50 books or series to read. Um, I couldn't even, you can't get through them all. And there's good, I mean, it's good. Oh, there's so many good ones. And we are probably not going to even scratch the surface in this episode. for sure not. Like, I think absolutely Heather and I will be back into our dark era after Cowboys. And you might get a part two later this summer. Who, who knows? Um, We are excited that we do have a happy hour coming up in April with author Jill Ramsauer, who wrote one of our favorite um, mafia romances that we'll talk about in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so excited to chat with her. This series is delightful awesome. and a little bonkers and, but so well-written and a slow burn. And you know, if I'm talking slow burn mafia had to be phenomenal, right? I yeah, the writing is very great. Like yeah, I, I, I it's on my list. So I want to talk about it. Okay, I, I want to give it its due. Okay, so before we get to all of that, let's talk about a little couple things that have to do with dark romance and mafia romance. So for this episode, we are focusing. We're going to talk a little about dark romance, but really, we are simply focusing on mafia because there are so many different veins of dark mafia or of dark romance that. That could be like 17 different episodes. Um, but one of the things that I want to talk about is, first of all, dark romance gets a lot of hate. Um, but then on the other turn, contemporary romance readers say at times, and this has been discourse that's come up on Twitter, it's come up over on Book Talk, where uh, contemporary romance readers will say that dark romance readers judge them because they don't read dark romance. Now, Jenny, as what I would like to term our gray romance reader. I would agree. I would agree. Um, do you feel that we judge you because you don't read the bonkers ones that we read? No, like I was, I was kind of taken back by this statement. Like <clears throat> obviously in our community, we, we are very accepting about like reading what you want and not every book is for every person, but um, even like in larger networks, like on TikTok or Instagram, like I don't feel like because I don't like the like hardcore stuff um, that I'm not as accepted as a romance reader. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's read what you want. Like Right. Yeah. And, and I also think... Go ahead, Jenny. Uh, also, like as I was like looking my books up, um, so I was reading reviews of what other people thought about some of the books that I preferred in the mafia. Um, I would see people like say this is this is like horrible, like super dark and I'm like maybe my like 
ideal of dark is wrong <laughs> like maybe i don't know what dark is um so i don't know is it like a spicy scale like you know what i mean like you right. talk to somebody and they're like oh my gosh this book is so spicy and then you read it and you're like mm, i didn't really think that was very spicy so there's yeah. a range of what and like if somebody says that they like dark romance to me and they're like hey I want you to recommend a dark romance I'm like well what was the last dark romance that you read and did you like it like I don't want I think there's a lot of triggers in romance and dark and I'm not a person who has triggers so but I also don't want to trigger someone so I want to know what they've read and can you know they enjoy I, I do think that this is similar to like the chili pepper scale that people tend to use, like what you term dark. And like, I've read some dark of the dark. I re read the Charlotte Bird books, you know, where it is, these are women that have been trafficked in sex and then sold to the highest bidder and used as, you know, sex slaves. I've read the Penelope Skies, again, you know, kidnapped and sold to a... um arms dealer who then basically it's not cnc it is totally no consent ends up and falls with him and has children and a very happily ever after you know like i've read all these really dark books and um but if some people if some people like think that you know some of the ones that you've read jenny are like Michelle Hurd, <clears throat> you know, she writes Mafia. It's a good starting off place because it's not overly dark. I think the same thing for kind of Nicole Fox. Like, I don't I don't love those books, but it's enough like, is he a bad guy? Is he not a bad guy? On the line of the right from the wrong. He didn't shoot anybody in the face in front okay. on page. Okay. If, that's, if that's the line, like, yeah, that makes it different, but... Yeah, it's just interesting um, because the other side of that conversation is a lot of contemporary romance readers who aren't dark readers but would like to get into dark reading feel that hardcore dark romance readers gatekeep the genre, the subgenre. Like, hmm. we don't want to let those people in. Now, I will say this because I think as someone that's read dark romance for a long time, I do think letting contemporary readers in has triggered the need for trigger and content warnings. And I didn't have the privilege of those when I picked up my first Penelope Sky. Like, honest, Buttons and Lace, book one, chapter one, she's on an island at an anniversary dinner with her boyfriend, who she's, so fiance, and he has a gambling debt and he sold her into sex trafficking. Like she's kidnapped off a pier in like chapter one. There was no content or trigger warnings in that book when I read it. <laughs> and I got it from my local library, guys. So like, wow. wow. And that was back in like 2016, 2017. Hmm. Um, so I do think that, and I'm not saying content or trigger warnings are good or bad. That is not what this conversation is about. I just think that as dark romance has become more mainstream and people yeah. want to dabble in it, this is how we've ended up with some of these over the top 
content trigger warning needs. And I do think some of them are over the top. I would agree. And I think there's a scale, like, you know, they're real bad guys or they're morally gray or it's like not on page that you see that they're a bad guy. Like, you know, he's in the mafia, but he like completely leaves the mafia life outside of what you see. Like, you know what I mean? There's yeah, like, a yeah. So guys, it's a mafia book. There's going to be gun violence. I right? hope so. I mean, I hope so. I need that. Somebody needs to die. (laughs) There is going to be kidnapping. Like, you're going to have violence. And I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, So what, when we say mafia romance, um, you know, is all mafia romance dark romance? Would you say? I I don't think I would. I mean, like, some of the books that I've read, there's, you know, some nefarious, I suppose you could say, things that happen and some rule-breaking and law-breaking, but, like, it's not real, real dark, dark. Like, Jill Ramsauer, I feel like, you know, oh, maybe, because they're, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. A great, the- I'm not a great judge either, like... Yeah, I would say if there's like no, I don't know, no killing, no like it's his day job. I don't. He comes home and has a different life. It doesn't bleed into your relationship. Maybe that's not a dark mafia. So I only well, kill I people know how from that nine works. to five. <laughs> Sorry, <Correct>. I only <laughs> transport weapons, drugs, and women <laughs> between the hours of eight and five, and I take an hour for lunch every day at one. And I don't distribute drugs because that's like the drug trade. Okay, like, we'll get to that because I do love a gangster <laughs> with morals. I, I do love a gangster with morals too. Like there was right. one who's like, I don't, we don't sell drugs to teenagers. And I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, wait a second. You're like second in command of the mob. Like what am I cheering for you for? But, you know, also... I have been reading Mafia pretty much like exclusively for like three, I don't know, for a long time. So I feel like my my judge of characters may be skewed. It's it's fine. It, it's fine because I feel the same. Um, what are some things that readers should know before they go into Mafia romances? There is something that authors <laughs> love to do in Mafia and it um, makes you want to poke my eye out is duets <clears throat> and maybe some people like duets I am not a fan of a duet and hear me out I have a very short attention span I can read one book about a character or a couple and then I love if I like hear about them after like you know somehow they're entangled love that I don't need a whole like couple of books about the same person or the couple not a fan um don't love that they also kind of like cliffhangers i'm the opposite like um because one of my recs is like a saga like it is forever like these same characters going on um and sometimes that's what i want is like the world building like the drama the like what are they getting themselves into 
next type of series. We're different people and we like different things. So it's not, it doesn't, I just stay away from them and you are like, yeah. So everyone's different. Um, But I feel that a little bit because one of the things that we all know I love to do is machete books. Like I like Mm -hmm. to read books in the middle of series. I like to skip characters that I don't love. And I tried to read Serena Ackroyd's five point mob Mm. series and it starts with filthy and I loved filthy and I really liked book two and I didn't love book three. It was a second chance secret baby just didn't work for me. Book four was good. Book four was okay. But then she intertwines hers is a saga. She intertwines books from other series that aren't the five point mob in and out of the five point mob and it's confusing. And if you go and look at the start of that series, it overlaps with a motorcycle club series that she has. Mm -hmm. And you end up having to read from start to where current is like 27 books. And that's that's a a saga. And each book is a different couple, but sometimes, sometimes the book you'll get like a part two of the couple from book one. Like they got a second book in the five point series that Mm -hmm. like we revisit them five years down the road or something like that, because she needed to move the rest of the characters, the story forward. So we had to revisit them and he had told her a lie. And anyway, I, I don't know. I, I, I I don't know. So Cora Riley does that. And for me, I really like that, which is funny because I don't love duets, but it was like, so like Dante and Valentina had a book and then like she released it from Dante's point of view, which was great. Like not right away. So I like that too, like further into the series maybe, but yeah, I'm kind of a finicky, apparently fickle reader. (laughs) Um, Jenny, is there anything you think readers should know going into Mafia? expect some blood expect some like not always like legal activities I think a couple things that people don't think about either with mafia is and we're going to talk about this in our recs there's a lot of power exchange in a mafia room you are going in and likely the hero is going to be the power in the in the relationship he is going to have all the control and be controlling so if you do not care for books that have heavy power exchanges to the effect that the male is the dominant and he controls like down to whether or not she gets underwear or clothing or whatever um you need to be prepared for that the other also a lot of arranged marriages so girls in the mafia are seen as tools to strengthen the mafia in the sense where they marry their daughters off to strengthen the mafia. So it's a lot of arranged marriages, a lot of age gaps. Sorry. I also think there's a lot of forced intimacy in these books. So if you want natural connections, if you like the organic 
intimacy that can happen. There's no meat cute here. <laughs> there are no meat. Well, Sometimes. maybe a case. Oh, Sometimes. yeah. I can, There's yeah. a couple that I had that are kind of meat cute. Um, the intimacy is not going to be this, even in a slow burn mafia romance, it is not this organic intimacy that happens. It is forced by circumstances because they're a warring family after them. Um, or there is, you know, um, we read one that was like Polish mafia and like, there's this controlling board, you know, like it forces you to come together to work towards a cause. Um, and sometimes it can feel as if, especially the heroine is a chess piece. She's being used and moved to block bigger plays. And if that kind of power play, if that kind of intimacy is not something you are even slightly interested or intrigued by, these are likely not going to be for you books. Uh-huh. I would agree. Um, yeah, because I would say Mafia is like super dark, 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 rigid BDSM books. Even the um, lighter ones. Because there's a lot of power exchanging and dominant submissive behaviors and characteristics and a lot of virgins too yeah there yeah and i i'm a person that struggles with like the power exchange so i want the like female to have like equal or more power um some of my recs are that but yeah it's difficult to find in a mafia book it is it absolutely is um okay what um, what draws you to mafia romance? Why, why do you pick up mafia romances in general? I like arranged marriage, and I don't know why it's fascinating to me, but it it is. I don't I don't know. I also have always sort of been into crime, like I've always kind of been into the mafia, um, the organized crime part of it is fascinating uh -huh. like especially when they're in that gray area of like vigilante yeah. like we're helping people but it's just not legal yeah yeah, yeah kind of that robin hood mentality a little bit sarah yes. bale writes she does fairy tale retellings into mafia and there's a lot of that robin hood feel you know mm steal from the rich to give to the poor to make their communities better. There's also a lot of gratuitous sex, which, you know, yay. Um, okay. For the sake of this episode, mm -hmm. we are going to define different types of mafia using these words. Okay. Light, dark, bonkers. Okay. Yep. Um, and we are going to give you series or book recs. And um, we each have five, but you might get more depending on how much time we have. Because we don't want to. Seriously, Heather and I could be here for like three hours. But Jenny says no. Jenny uh -huh. says no. Um, so we are going to share if the book is light, dark, dark or bonkers. We're going to let you know where it takes place because there is a city in the U.S. that has a lot of crime. 
There's a lot of mob in this one city. It's not a city you're expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the top city is one city in particular. Um, we're going to let you know the main trope if it's a book wreck. The type of mafia. So maybe it's Polish mafia. Maybe it's Italian. Maybe it's Greek. Um, we will let you know what kind of consent happens in this book. So we'll let you know if it is going to be um, dubious consent, true consent, or there's absolutely never any consent in this book. Um, we'll let you know if it's a family. Is it a type? Is it a DNA type family? Or is this more of a found family? Like a group of hooligans that come together to be a mob um, with loose family ties. Uh, and... Do the books in the series need to be in read in order or can they be read as standalones? So we are going to let you know all those things. Now, just to be clear, Jenny's Rex are probably going to be the <laughs> starter pack. <laughs> yes, 100%. Heather and I. I'm in the gray. Heather and I, not so much starter pack. We will try to balance each other out. If Heather gives you all bonkers, I will try to just give you, you know, we're just dark. <laughs> um, and again, these are, the the rating of these are subjective. We are not an authority. However, I'm pretty sure between Heather and I, we've read almost 150 mafia books. Correct. So we, we have a gauge. Um, we also aren't (laughs) sometimes I think like we are not the people that should be giving the book recs oh wait I have a podcast Um, because my moral code is so gray (laughs) well in real life I have a better moral compass but in my books I don't really have one I don't either. But I think that's what I like about Mafia is that I do get to kind of play that dark, seedy crime on the wrong side of the law. Um, You know, there aren't rules. Rules are for suckers. For the love of God, I like, I, my, I read in between hockey uh, practices. That's, I mean, that's my life. So like clearly Mafia to hockey mom is not, not the same. If only they knew what you were reading. Or you could be me, who goes to pick their child up from um, theater practice. She worked a show recently, The Girl Child. And I was listening to a book um, through the Bluetooth in the car. And for whatever reason, I just assumed my car was soundproof. Or that the speakers just go inward and the sound would not vibrate out. There was, he wasn't enjoying a snack of her private parts. And it was very loud. And a dad looked down into my window as he walked past with his small child. And I'm like, hi. Anyway, I guess I turned that down. Anyway, because I'm a dirty bird. Um, I will tell you, listeners, that we are going to avoid some authors that are considered problematic. Um it is, if you read them and we don't mention them, that's between you, yourself, and I. Um, 
for the sake of this show, we are trying to provide you with what we would consider good people that write naughty books. Okay. That's my little community service announcement. Because, mm-hmm. well, dark there are some dark romance authors out there that are popular, that write mafia, but they're problematic. You know, a couple oh. of them. Um, if you need a list, send me a DM, send me an email. I will happily provide you with a list of authors that, you know, that write mafia that have publicly been racist or have been an ableist um, and been harmful to communities and have been bullies. So, and I'm not playing that game. Okay. Who wants to start? Should we start with one from Jenny that's gray? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, so my first one is Stolen Air by Sophie Lark, which is in the Brutal Birthright series. Great. Yes. Um, and this is where I wasn't like, if there is death on the page, like somebody's bleeding out, is it still light? I'm calling it light because I think it is. Um, it takes place in Chicago. Um, most of it takes place um, like just outside of Chicago and his like fortress. He mm-hmm. has like a gothic castle type place. Um, tropes would be kidnapping, Beauty and the Beast retelling, enemies to lovers. Um, Miko, the main male character is the Polish mafia. Nessa is from the Irish Mafia and gets kidnapped by him. Um, Their sexual relationship is consensual. Um, And I would call it like both DNA family and sound family um, because they intermingle. And Miko's family is more of like a patchwork Mm -hmm. um, type of relationship um you could read this book as a standalone but i would highly recommend reading it in the series the series gets a little darker as it goes on and if you're looking at reading sophie lark's kingsmaker series um you need to read this series first the paperbacks are gorgeous both the original cover and the alternate cover and um one of the alternate cover the illustrated has illustrations in the book yes very she did yes beautiful. all of them with illustrations as well so okay heather are you going dark or bonkers with your first pick i think this is just going to be dark okay. um so i'm going with silent vow by jill ramsauer so you're actually the one who said yeah i want to read her I read the blurb for this one. So um, he is in the Irish mafia and he's like, you need to get married. They're like, you need to get married and we're going to marry you to an Italian girl. Here's a, you know, here's some pictures of them. So he comes across this one and she um, was in an accident and she um, was mute. She hasn't been, she wasn't talking for like six months. So he was like, cool, a wife that doesn't talk, sign me up right so it's an arranged marriage to try to tie the families together it's set in new york city um irish mafia and italian mafia she's in the italian mafia um there is some uh, on page violence um there's like an attempted murder and kidnapping 
Um, the audio was stellar. So if you are an audiobook fan, I highly recommend this book. Um, so like I said, the heroine is mute, had past trauma. There is kind of, I would say consent. It was a slow burn, but there were other acts performed and like the sexual attention was pretty intense. She's a virgin. Um, you do need to read these in order. I feel like there's like book one and then there's like book one and a half. And then um, Corrupted Union is a character we meet in book one and that comes out um, on April 4th. There's um, a book, ha- there's a novella? Mm-hmm. How did I not know it, this? It is, what book? Let me pull it up for you. Okay. Secret Sin. Okay. I it's need to Pippa. Read that. Yeah, you do. It's Pippa. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you done? Did you do yours? Yep. Okay. So I will give you my first of the bonkers wrecks. I'm going to go with Vow to Protect by J.L. Beck. And I believe this is with Monica Corwin. Um, J.L. Beck writes a lot that is co-written. Um, I'm obsessed with J.L. Beck. I'm just going to tell you. Like this deep dive into mafia. If she writes it with somebody, I'm in it. I found her last year when I read Heaven and Hell. And we all know where I fell into that series. <laughs> right, Jenny? Yes. Hell has more Hell plot. Has more plot. Um, so Vow to Protect by J.L. Beck, and I believe it's Monica Corwin. It is dark. Um, mm-hmm. I do not know where it takes place. I think it must take place outside Chicago, but she never really talks about where her stuff takes place. It's just a city that's full of crime. Do not go there. Lots of people get kidnapped. Um... So in Vow to Protect, she is hostage, forced marriage. Um, It is a type of mafia. Oh, she's also a virgin. I think that it's Italian. I think it's an Italian mafia. Consent is dubious. There is a lot of violence on the page in this book. And here's the deal. The girl is... Her dad is widowed and she's promised to a fiance and the way this book works is there's a council and once a year there's basically like a killing season the purge basically and they go out and that's the only time you can do crime against the other families unless it's sanctioned by the council well when it is in a time that is not sanctioned by the council he goes look they end their purge with a ball it's her first outing as an adult she goes to the ball and her fiance is abusive to her he is doing terrible things to her <coughs> and so she approaches him he gives her her his card and says come see me because he's attracted to her so she sneaks out of her home and this all happens in like the first five chapters guys she sneaks out of her home, goes to his casino, and says, if you kill him, I will bond myself to you. Like, if you kill him, my fiancé, I will be whatever you want me to be. And he wants to own her. And, but he never hears back from her. Like, and so she sneaks back into the house. And when she sneaks back into the house, 
Her fiance is waiting for her. Uh And he has beaten the hell out of her cousin companion. (coughs) And, um, uh, and then he does terrible things to her. He does not rape her, but he does terrible things to her. Um, so it's violent, like in the first five chapters, violent, but then he kidnaps her, saves her and Mm -hmm. takes her. Home. Anyway, there's a lot of breeding kink in the there's a lot of breeding kink in mafia. They want oh, to yeah. see that baby in your belly. Um <coughs> this is a duet. It's a six book series, but it's a duet, and then they do the other um yeah. Other people. Yeah, um, yeah. In book two, bonkers. Bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. Anyway, it's the duet it's crime good. family, book one, and this is in KU. Uh Jenny, what's your next rec? Um, Sin series by Emma Slate. Um, the first book is Sins of the King. Um, and this is the one I was talking about is like a saga. Um, and I said that it was light and then I was reading the reviews and I'm like, is it bonkers? I don't think it's bonkers. Maybe it's dark. Um, Ray-ish. That's the place I like to stay. So we're going to go with that. Um, the first part takes place in the U.S., but he's in the Scottish mafia. Um, and I hear that the like narrator has a Scottish accent for those who listen to audio. Um, the first book, she is sold, like, well, not really sold, like, her brother has incurred a large debt and has decided that, like, she's, she's going to pay the price for his debt and, um, she works at like this speakeasy place that is owned by the main character um, and learns that he's not just like a bookie. Um, but she becomes like a very strong um, family, like female lead. Um, and so Scottish mafia, um, as the story goes on, like I said, it's very like saga-like their books are the first three and then there are three more um with another character and he is actually kind of like a semi-love triangle with the female lead um in the first three um he gets his own three books um so scottish mafia russian russian mafia all of the sexual acts are consensual and i would say this is more found family like obviously they have inherited their place in the mafia, but none of the characters have blood relatives that they rely on. Um, and it must be read in order. Okay. Uh, Heather, what you got? Um, my second book is Kenji and it is written by the author duo Calla Riley. Um, it's from the Syndicate series, and this is book seven of the Syndicate series. So this is sort of like they are in an association kind of thing, but there are different mafia groups all over. So this is um, the Japanese mafia, I believe, but and they're set in Chicago. Um, there is also an Italian mafia, Cal or Irish mafia, Callum. Um, so each, then there's like a Russian section, um, and they all have their books. 
Um, I think they said each mafia group is going to get two or three books in this series. Um, so Kenji is like the second in command. Um, he was like this very quiet character the first time that we I read, like we met him. Um, I would say this is light to medium. There's some on-page violence, but not a ton. Um, it is, like I said, set in Chicago. This is in Kindle Unlimited. It's a very touch-her-and-die kind of vibe. Um, it, I want to say, like, enemies to like enemies to lovers, but, like, um, banter partners to lovers, workplace. Like, he's her boss. She runs the strip club. They, like... He saved her. She was living on the streets. Um, there's, there. It's kind of there's some stuff. Um, he's a dirty, dirty talker, and totally here for it. Um, there consent. There's consent throughout the whole book. Um, I feel like you could probably you would need to read um Kai, Harukai. Um, so you could meet Kenji. But to be honest, you're going to want to read all these books. They're really, really great. Um, and the authors are super sweet. So highly recommend. Um, okay. What did you term those? Just as gray? Dark? Um, I would say light to medium gray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am going to go with Casino King by Rebecca Gannon. This is dark. Takes place in Atlantic City, which I think is phenomenal. We do not get a ton of books in Atlantic City. And when I think mob, I think Atlantic City. Right? There's a lot of money going through there. Boardwalk Empire? Like, mm -hmm. come on. Um, so this is an instant connection romance. It is Italian mob. There is absolute consent in this book. It is a DNA family. It is part of the Carf... It's book one of the Carfarno... Carfano family um, and it is in KU and I would say that if you are reading Light Mafia and you're like hmm I wonder what a little dark would be like this is an absolute great place to kind of make that skip over um, because um, he does shoot someone in front of her that she kind of loved it was her bodyguard but he made a mistake he fucked up and so you know you do the crime, you do the time. That's just the mm -hmm. way there is. Anyway, uh, Jenny, what you got next for us? Um, my next one is Broken Rain by Ava Harrison. Um, it's a standalone in the Corrupted Empire series. Um, it's also in KU. I would consider this light. Um, it takes place in New York. Um, tropes would be adversary, adversaries to lovers. Like, they're not really enemies to lovers. Um they're in a weird relationship um and she she's a lawyer and gets hired by him um we don't really know their like mafia connections until you get further into the story um it is new york mafia consensual um found family because um neither one of them have any dna family left and it's a standalone Okay. Heather, what you got? What are you going with? Dark or bonkers? Um, I'm going, I said medium, but I think this is dark. Um, it is the Innocent Bride series um, by Misha Stone. Um, I'm going to talk about Corrupted Innocence book. So these are in Kindle Unlimited. And 
Um, Misha Stone, this was a surprise author of our deep dive. Like, I've yeah, never heard of her. Me, and you were like, hey, did you read her? And I was like, um, no, I need to. So this is Russian mafia in New York. Um, she, her brother borrowed money from the Russian mafia. And like on a whim, he goes with these guys to collect her brother's payment. And he's like, mm, hi. And she's like, they don't, she doesn't have the money. So she's like, all right, well, I'll, in exchange, you, you know, you take me for his money. Don't kill him. And so he ends up being like, cool, like I need a date or whatever. So um, she owns a deli. It kind of turns in a little bit of a messed up and his family ends up like falling for her. She's very sweet. Um, it There's some spanking and some rough, um, rough sex. Um, so I would say maybe dubious of inconsent. Um. When you say read and order, she she just has a lot of books. And I just sort of dove in and then kind of went crazy. And well, I don't know if I read it in order. I don't know if I read it out of order. Um, but I book two was also very good. Um I just I really liked the series. It's in Kindle Unlimited, um, the Innocent Bride series by Misha Stone. Check it out. Okay, so this has been a popular one um, that's gone around. Mafia Mistress by Malia Finelli, who is also Joanna Shoup, who is a historical romance author. And our sister podcast, Corset and Crown, had her on an interview, and she talks about how quarantine, which was three years ago, um, gave her time and space to write this contemporary mafia that had been in the back of her head. Um, this takes place in Italy. And there is not a ton of mafia that takes place in Italy. Mm-mm. So this takes place in Italy. It is a forced marriage. It is Italian. I'm going to say consent is dubious on this, guys. Um, it is book one of the King of Italy series. It is an age gap. He is a daddy. Um, it is book one and two are a duet. Book Three is the villain from book one and two. It's him married to the heroine of book one's sister. I love when they make you love the villain. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I will be honest. When book two in the series came out, I could not read it. It is very, very violent. Um, and it was right after one of the... Um, I want to say it was last May. It was right after the Uvalde um, school shooting. And it was just, or maybe it was June. It was very close to that time. And it was just, it was too violent for me at that time. However, book four in the series has come out just recently. And it is a male, male mafia. And it Mm -hmm. is the hero from book one. So in book one, the heroine is engaged to the hero's son. But the hero's son is gay. And dad knows it, but he's also attracted to the heroine. And he ends up saying, never mind, you're not marrying him. I'm not forcing this marriage. You're going to marry me. And you're going to fuck me right now in the goat barn. Like, it's naughty. You guys, it's so naughty and dirty. 
so much dirt. Um, anyway, it is in KU. <clears throat> Four books. But like I said, the first two books are a duet. Anyway, Jenny, what you got next? Um, Shattered Vows by Shane Rose. Um, we did a quick shot. Becky and I did a quick shot on this. Um, it's light. She markets it as light. Um, it takes place in Miami, Florida, but she lives in like this small surfer town outside the city, I would say. Um, Almost to the keys. So, like you're talking the the bottom of yeah. like, Florida. Yeah. She, it's, it's a one night stand that ends up being a arranged marriage, marriage of convenience. Um, Cause she has some say in whether they get married. Um, opposites attract. He is part of the Italian mafia, um, consensual, and both DNA and found family because his family is a big part of the book, but um, she has lost her last DNA relative. Um, and it can be read as standalone, but it is a series starter. Yeah. Okay. Heather. All right. So this is a three book series you are going to want to read it there's one book per couple but it's a set of three friends um it is called the russian sinners um series and it is by evil winners it is in kindle unlimited um i would say dark there's murder kidnapping on page violence um so like i said there's three friends so these three american girls are over in russia and they're like kind of like their last summer of freedom. A couple of them have arranged marriages. There's some stuff happening. They're kind of like pawns in their family, like whatever. One of them gets kidnapped and um, the dad contacts these three guys from the Russian mafia to help them, you know, help find the one that's kidnapped. Um, and they all kind of tie together. The three, they're three friends. Like I said, the girls, the females are friends, the heroines, and then the heroes are in the uh, Russian mafia, but they were kind of like from the orphanages and they grew up together and they are like found family. Um, there's some deception and kidnapping, virgins, uh, touch her and die. Some, I, I don't know, it's been a while since I read it, but it's one of my favorite series. Um, I think consent is there and I feel like it needs to be read in order. And I will tell you that once you read book one, you're going to want to read book two and plan on just reading book three. Um, highly recommend. Okay. Um, my next rec is Savage Val by Zoe Blake. This is borderline dark bonkers. Um, it takes place, it starts in DC and then it goes into Chicago it's an arranged marriage, but there is primal kink. Um, it's the Bratva is the family, the type of mafia. This consent is dubious. And it's the Ivanov crime family series. It is in Kindle Unlimited. The setup of this book is basically... Her parents are, like, adjacent to the mob, but they're not in the mob. They're more like politicians and high-standing socialites, but of Russian origin. Her best friend's family is Russian mob, like the head of the Russian mob. 
and he her father owes money so she he sells her into a marriage with him he is an her best friend's older brother and she does not want to marry him she knows he's very controlling she knows what a marriage to him will look like so she and her other best friend not the sister but the other best friend run and are on the run for two years and for two years the hero has been chasing her down and he chases and he chases and finally he finds her in chicago and is like you're mine so there's a little bit of like kidnapping forced proximity (laughs) it's delightful and dirty and i highly recommend it just read the book um okay jenny number five um dark russian angel by odette stone um this has like a small overlap with her vancouver wolves hockey series um which i know some people in the community really liked um it's vancouver mafia number one and ku all my books have been ku except for the sin series um it's definitely a light takes place in vancouver um Tropes would be reluctant protector because she witnesses um, something she shouldn't see. So he's like, eh, you go like under my protection. Um, and then things happen as they do. Um, opposites attract. She is a virgin heroine. Um, Russian, as the title would imply. Um, it's consensual sexual relationship, but she, He's like, he's the one that's reluctant because he doesn't want to take her virginity. He's like, doesn't feel like he should darken her. Um, I would say Found Family, um, series starter, and it's um, beneficial. If you're going to read the second book in the series, you need to read the first book in the series. Um, And if you like hockey romance, read the Vancouver Wolves first. Yeah, so the Vancouver Wolves book that um, ties over is the penalty box. Very, very good. Um, And she, like, I feel like she quietly released book two. I didn't, I didn't realize that it had released until super recently. Yeah, she took a break for a while. Um, Yeah, I think she had some things going on and she took a break for a while, but yeah. It's a very good book. I highly recommend it. Okay, Heather, what do you got next? Um, I have The Velverde Mafia by B.B. Hamill. So I actually just found B.B. Hamill um, like this week, I think. And I think I've read six or seven or eight. I've lost track. Is Um, it only Wednesday? (laughs) Okay, I know. I'm on spring break. Um, so this is, I'm going to talk about protective vows. Um, so it is, I feel like I'm going to go bonkers. I think it's bonkers. Um, it's dark. It's really on page, uh, violence. It's the Greek and Italian mafia. It takes place in Greece and in New York and in LA. Um, it is definitely like enemies to lovers. Um, their families literally hate each other. Um, and she does 
I don't love enemies to lovers and she does this so well he is basically sent to Greece to kill her and he comes across her and is like "Mm, yeah I'm I'm really I'm not gonna kill you I'm like gonna take you and one of his friends is like um no your dad would not like this and he shoots him because he was gonna mess with her five minutes after he met this girl it's crazy um literally touch her and die vibes um what i this is i've read two books in the series the second book in the series is her best friend um they come from a like culture where women aren't like they don't hold high ranking they're not seen as like anything but baby factories i guess and these two guys in the series like encourage them to be badass heroines and they just they hold power in their community the men do but they encourage the women to in a very like subtle way but big for them does that make sense yeah um there's there's kind of slow burns um but lots of sexual chemistry some like yeah contact that maybe isn't and a lot of like rough intercourse like choking and stuff like that so if that's not your jam maybe this series isn't for you but bb hamill has a lot of other books i read her perfect monster which is part of her ola arc series which is very interesting because it's basically the ola arc council uses the other mafias like the mexican cartel and the irish mob and the italians to like fight against each other it felt like ages of empire like (laughs) they're like the game player yes yes so demi found my my friend demi found the reading order because i sent her screenshots i'm like oh my god look at this so she found the reading order and you're supposed to start with the oligarchs and then you go to Iron and Lace, which is, I read that this week and that takes place, the Italian mafia and it takes place in Arizona. Very good. Anyway. And, and they're in Kindle Unlimited. Sorry. It's okay. God, I don't know what to pick. This is so hard. Um. Okay, so this is actually a gray one, but... I have two gray ones I feel like I need to talk about. Okay. First, I will say Renna Morgan has her Nolan Knights. Book one is his to defend. This is a lighter age gap, instant connection. This is the Russian Bratva. And there's absolute 100% consent. Book one is also a single mom. And she's a badass. And these are, again, I think these are books that are going to fall into what, like, Jenny likes, where there is definite consent and the power is equal. And actually, it's more of the female are the queens and they worship at their feet. Even though they're these big, bad mafia guys, like, all the men in this series are fools for the women they love and go out of their way to protect them. But they they have the control. Um these books are traditionally published through Harlequin, so they are available wherever you get books. And I do believe the audios are available in Hoopla, and I think they're on any play. Um, 
And then I will throw in another trad pub because we didn't give a lot of love to trad pub. The Marriage Contract by Katie Robert. These are gray. They're Boston. Uh, book one is an arranged marriage. It's Irish mob. Again, absolute consent. The women are smart. Um, and it definitely is equal power between all the women. None of them are. Um, and in this series, Katie actually makes you fall in love with the bad guy. Like the one that's messing uh -huh. with the Irish family because it's the Russian guy. She makes you fall in love with him. There's also an FBI agent that falls in love with the head of the Irish family. Yes. Um, this is DNA I'm... family. It's the O'Malley's. And again, these are available wide. They're with forever publishing and forever. They've Katie has gone in and updated them and they are re-releasing them currently. So you'll be able to find the new paperbacks. They're these really pretty floral covers because these were actually, um, part of, uh, forever's category hmm. and so they were mass market short books and now they're being republished as trade size with pretty covers so. i have two more okay quickly okay the chosen heir it's the lupu clan Ma romanian mafia series by monique morneau i feel like these are i what i've read is light but there's some arranged marriages what I love the most is that they value education and their women um, play a big part in um, and they want them to be educated. And it, it's a, I really, really like it. Um, it's a set of four brothers. Very good. Um, Jagger Cole, if you have never read Jagger Cole, he's in Kindle Unlimited. My favorite is owned by the Bratva King. Um, it's dark on page violence. He's a mafia boss. Um, it's his daughter's best friend and she's in danger. So he like kidnaps her and he keeps her on a yacht. Very, uh, touch her and die vibes. Like Excellent. I said though, age gap, check it out. Okay. Um, okay. So those are our book recs. You will be able to find a full list of our book recs on our, on the shelf show notes. We provide you a TBR after every trope talk. So if you would like to see the full list of books we recommended, you will absolutely want to check out buzzingaboutromance.com on the day you listen to this episode. Um, it is now that time, and I'm going to do this on my own, for book, fuck, of, 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 the, the week. <laughs> and just for Leah, Jenny did the jazz hands. Um, okay. Jenny, what's your book of the week? I am currently reading The Hero in Her Story by Kelsey Kingsley. Um, I don't remember when, but I did the book of the week. Um, the previous book in this series was The Girl in the Front Row. This is her best friend and brother. So they've known each other for a really long time. Um, it's an interesting dynamic because she is the one that has a lot of money and a lot of power. Hmm. Interesting. Heather, what's your book of the week? Um, I'm reading, well, today, I'm reading Consumed by Desire by B.B. Hamill. It is the second in the Lace and um, Iron and Lace. It's a dark mafia series. So I'm reading Consumed by Desire. Okay. And I am just finishing up Empire of Lust by J.L. Beck, 
This is a single written book, which we don't often get from her. Um, it is not co-written. It is a daughter's best friend, dad romance, age gap. Um, it is dark. He is an arms dealer and it's spicy and sexy. It's comes out April 1st. Um, and it, it will be a duet. Book two does not come out until mid-May. So be prepared. This will be in KU, but it will have a cliffy. Um, it's fucking spicy, you guys. Like the opening scene, she is in the kitchen of his house watching him out on his patio by the pool, giving oral relations to another woman. Anyway, and then he like makes the girl suck his dick while he wa- like watches her masturbate in the window. It's so fucking hot, you guys. Anyway, it's bonkers. It's delightful. I say 10 out of 10. Um, anyway. Okay. Uh, so that's the book of the week, Rex. Guess where we've been this week. <laughs> um, okay. Did you know that Buzzing About Romance is going to their very first signing ever? We will be out in the wild at the HEA Readers event in Indianapolis, Indiana on November 3rd through the 5th, 2023. Tickets are on sale now. You can find a link to the tickets um, on our website. Down on the right-hand side of the website, you will see Buzzing About Romance in the Wild. And that will take you to a direct link to the eBright. I think it's eBright, right? Yes. Yes. Um, interface. Then you can buy the tickets. We would love to see you there. Make sure you get your Buzzing About Romance merch and wear it to the signing. Um, it should be a fun event. And as we get closer to the event, we will announce a special time that if you're in the Indianapolis area and aren't coming to the signing, we will have a time where you guys can either come have breakfast with us or coffee with us. Um, but we would love to see you there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we have new Patreon member Gretchen. Thank you for joining us. And it is the anniversary for member Liz and Callie. Um, they are both celebrating two years in the buzzing about romance, um, Patreon community. It's a wild ride. Thank you for being a part of our (laughs) chaos. Um, We appreciate our Patreon supporters so much, and we wouldn't be able to do this podcast without you. Um, We currently have four open tiers on Patreon, and these start as low as $5 a month, including membership. (coughs) Um, I will say uh, we also have exclusive content and episodes over there. So one of the things, hold on a second. One of the things we've talked about on Patreon or with our Patreon is goals. And Patreon is doing away with the goals. But we still have goals. (laughs) So if you sign up for Patreon and you don't see the goal and you're like, Becky, why aren't you talking about the goal anymore? Over on Patreon, you cannot see the goal. I will continue to monitor our membership levels. But our goal right now is if we can hit 75 members, we will plan a reader's retreat weekend. It will be a weekend to come together in a single location um, it'll be for the cost. Uh, it The event will only be open to our Patreon members. It will be an exclusive ticket 
all-inclusive one price point and um it will be a weekend filled with reading and friends and chaos and um so as soon as we hit 75 members we will be hosting an event like that and i talked to an author and if it's in the summer months she lives in the south but she said she would come and spend the whole weekend with us and she might write some of our favorite hockey romances um, but we have to do it in the summer because she doesn't travel to the north of the U.S. after Fair August. Enough. Fair <laughs> enough. She likes, she likes to be warm. Um, so, yeah, there's some potential for some really great things. Uh, just note that Patreon is currently making some changes, but we are not. We will still continue to have the tiers that we have. Um, the Discord interface is changing a little bit. So just be aware. If things are changing, do not worry. We are still here and we still need your support over on Patreon. Um, yeah. And Drunk Book Club for March got pushed mm -hmm. back because I was sick. Um, and then we announced April's Drunk Book Club. We're reading The Enforcer by Samantha Whiskey. So, <laughs> um, hockey romance. And everybody will be there. It'll be a great time. Um, Heather and Jenny, thank you so much for reading Dark Romance, for reading all of the crazy mafia romances and talking about them with me. I appreciate it. I loved it. It was my favorite. <laughs> Heather was I, like... I, I wrote a lot on my TPR, like, so maybe I'll dip further into the darkness. You just have to kind of, like, you know, disconnect from reality. And let right. go of societal norms. Like, <laughs> crime is fun. Violence is okay. It's okay. You can shoot people at the dinner table. No big deal. In a book. Not it, in real life. Right. In the book. Right. Don't do it in real life. Anyway. Um, crime is sexy. Crime is hot. That's what I'm saying. Right? I'm down. Anyway. Um, thank you, both of you. Listeners, if you uh, feel so inclined, please leave us a review um, wherever you're listening to this podcast. That helps us for others to help find us. Recommend us to a friend. If you have a friend that's been wanting to read Mafia Romance, send them this episode. Um, we would love to have them listen also. So until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.